A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, it feels like forever since we first watched the reveal of the PS5 live and what a phenomenal time that was, to be honest. Um, But watching all that stuff unfold kind of made me think of a variety of conversations around what the hell's going to happen with the consoles for the rest of 2020. Um, So we're just going to talk about what in the living hell Microsoft can do in response to what was one of the best console reveals in gaming history. Um, I think we sort of of came together before we started recording and talked about some potential umbrella topics and we can just dive into them. Um, So the first thing um is just that they need to announce some first party games like asap like yesterday um where are you <laughs> on their sort of general approach to putting their library together because right now it feels like they don't have anything yeah i mean you know they've gone on record and said that across the first few years they're going to try not to have xbox series x you know console exclusives they're obviously going to have you know microsoft and xbox exclusives but they're Mm. trying to keep the synergy between the xbox one and the new generation quite as as smooth as possible so we're going to see the likes of you know halo infinite be cross-platform stuff like that which obviously you know sony has come out and said they're not doing that they're looking at this as a proper generational leap they're going to have um playstation 5 exclusive games Mm -hmm. and yet i still want to see what Microsoft has been working on, because that's by far the weakest element of their past seven-year, you know, enterprise has been getting games on the Microsoft machines. You know, mm-hmm. they haven't had much. I really enjoyed Gears 5. I really enjoyed Cuphead. But, you know, compared to Sony, who has made their bread and butter on selling con- selling consoles via these, you know, lavish, um, well-received exclusive blockbusters, it's not quite the same. But it's mm-hmm. not like Microsoft hasn't been planning to get back in the game when it comes to this. They've bought a lot of studios. They've started a lot of studios. Like when I was, um, we were talking about this and I was looking through the amount of studios they owned and they own so many first party development teams. Mm. And a lot of them are of ridiculously high quality and a lot of them are fan loved. So for me, what I think Microsoft needs to do um, out of the gate when they do their next reveal or whatever needs to be peeling back the curtain on what the likes of Obsidian are doing, what you know Ninja Theory is doing, mm. what the new studios they've started doing. Even if it's just a logo, even if it's just like a quick tease, I think we need confidence that something yeah. is coming because you know I don't really sorry I just don't, I don't mm. like when um you know. I don't often like when companies announce things too far in advance and you're just waiting for them forever. But mm-hmm. given the track record Microsoft has, I think they could do with showing off at least a little bit from these studios to give us that confidence and you know say that, look, 
these exclusives might not be coming in the first few years, but they will eventually get there and they'll be worth waiting for. I think on the, yeah, I want one thing I want to address, because I forgot about their whole, you know, for the first three or four years, there won't be any Xbox Series X, SX, any Xbox Series X exclusives, XX, X, X, X. And, uh, <laughs> but they have, you know, they, everything that they're putting out on the SX is going to work on Xbox One. And it's interesting seeing their react, because initially that was like, cool, well, I don't even really need to get an Xbox One uh, Series X because I can just stick to, I, why do I forget the name? Xbox Series <laughs> X is the new one, we're leaving this in, and the original yeah. one is the Xbox One. It's because I bought an Xbox One X. and then the Don't Xbox forget Series the X, Xbox yeah. SXX Tricky as well. That's also <laughs> one of my favorites. That is branding waiting to happen, to be honest. And get X back on there while you're on, and BMX X. But anyway, um, in regards to that whole three or four-year thing where everything that's out on the SX is playable on the one, that is initially, it was like, well, I don't really need to get that. But very, like Jim Ryan, for uh, you know Sony's sort of uh, spokesperson that was uh, leading the PS5 reveal stream, he's been out there in interviews just saying, look, we believe in, next, in the next generation. We believe in sort of giving you something that can only be experienced on the PlayStation 5. And they don't really seem that asked or that bothered about the backwards compatibility stuff and um, to the point where i kind of fully believe them i initially was like no you need to respect legacy you need to respect the people who got you here in the first place and i still think that's a, a massive conversation to have but them just leading the charge with here's the new shiny stuff and um, yeah. really seemed to go over just so well where is that just a, a weird mistake where actually microsoft have kind of invalidated their own console by making all the everything that's on sx can just be played on the original xbox one yeah, I mean, it's like a really tricky situation. You mentioned backwards compatibility there. We've mm. talked about this before, and I remember uh, we, we very briefly said, you know, when it comes to Sony, uh, are they going to respond to Microsoft and also, you know, um, market the PlayStation 5 as this legacy machine? Legacy machine. Legacy that plays, machine. Um, PlayStation 1 games, 2 games, 3 games, 4 games, and stuff like that. And they haven't done that, but ultimately, it's not backwards compatibility that sells new consoles it is the new stuff you know for better or worse it is things that you can only play or at least you're believed or you're led to believe you can only play on like the next gen machines it's great mm-hmm. to have backwards compatibility and it's a huge thing for from a consumer standpoint to have that um you know uh what would you call it security going forward that all your games will play on the next machine but at the same time it's not something fundamentally i don't think that shifts consoles in the way a proper killer app would or something to get excited about for the future. Like, I do think it's the right move, and I give Microsoft so much props for, you know, making Games Pass, making the Xbox One backwards compatible years down the line when common convention would uh, usually have that backwards compatibility being taken away at that point, you know, and they're Mm -hmm. going to kick Sony up the ass and make them hopefully include something similar on their machine, but... I don't think you can put that at the forefront of a new generation, especially in a generation where a lot of things are already going to be playable, like you said, on the Xbox One. You need to give people a reason, at least in my eyes, to buy that new machine because otherwise people are just going to be like, well, I can play these games on the Xbox One and then in two years' time when the price goes down, I can pick an X up then. Because that's the whole thing with, um, you know, presenting sort of new franchises and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you can lean on, you know, established IP. And we've seen the whole wave of remakes and remasters and revisiting stuff. And, you know, that's that's fine. I think I, I kind of get swept up in that sometimes where I'm like, oh, you know, the, the new Legacy of Kane can come back. Or I can play Legacy of Kane again or something like that. But, yeah, the, the PS5 reveal was just such an eye-opener in terms of, like, you know what? I care so much more about the next Horizon or, you know, the next Spider-Man or all these things that are going forward. And then when I think about you know when those franchises came on the map like horizons 2017 spider-man 2018 and um, even god of war like i mean obviously spider-man has had other tie
titles and God of War is like this reboot, but there's forward momentum there that I don't think is in. Um, obviously, you're just not going to get from revisiting something from the past, even though it's a great idea to put an old disc in and have it automatically up-res to 4K and all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I love that as, a, as an idea, but the more they sort of lean on that and the, you know, the, the less you have to supplant it with you know, new titles, I just think that's, that's going to be one of their biggest issues in terms of they just need to get out ahead of it before they become known as the, the backwards compatibility machine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it kind of sucks, man, because we can sit here and we can say, you know, Microsoft need to do this. But at the same time, they're kind of winning on their own terms at the moment. Mm. You know, like they've done all of these steps to make this synergy between all of the Xbox platforms and brands as smooth as possible. And we kind of see, we're seeing them diversify in a way that Sony aren't. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, for the longest time, it was these two giants head to head. They were fighting over the same turf, essentially. Mm -hmm. And over the past seven years, Phil Spencer, in my opinion, has made like a really wise decision to go, look, you know what? Maybe you can have this pot of land and we'll go over here we'll focus on this we'll win consumers over that way but like you said it does need to be balanced you know what i mean mm -hmm. like the reason i go to my xbox one now is to play old games via games pass but i wouldn't do that if they had exclusive games or new games that were interesting in their own right you know what i mean mm -hmm. there's a reason i don't play play uh, old games on you know playstation now or anything like that i mean the service isn't as good but i'm no. not revisiting games i haven't played you know playstation 4 games i haven't played i'm not downloading them and stuff because i've got new experiences like like god of war like spider-man like you said whereas when i turn my xbox on it is very much kind of you know rooted in that past and it's 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 a smart business decision to have that but mm. not to only have that i think is the point we're trying to make yeah, and that was the thing that Spencer was getting out there and addressing back when Google Stadia was still a blip on the on the potential horizon. Was you know he was saying that look, our competitors are potentially Google and potentially Amazon, and that just that spoke to a weird sort of level of like 4D chess that I don't think anyone else is. If that's the game he's playing, then they're playing in a completely different field. And I get the whole you know if you can be the Netflix for games, then that's obviously like a, a, a huge thing too. But it's just it's a weird way to to pivot, and I think that that's one of the most fascinating conversations that's emerging now is that Sony have only doubled down on their own stuff, their own IP. They've got the whole PlayStation Worldwide Studios thing going um, and they're going with forward momentum. You know, people care about the future and if you want the old stuff, then that's PlayStation now or that's this like optional thing on the side. Like they didn't even address backwards compatibility in the reveal whatsoever, even though there is a patent, there has been a, a, a patent filed um, that would let you play those old games. And um, whereas Microsoft, it's, you know, they're putting little console demos out and showing you, hey, if you put the original Gears of War in SX, it'll up-res it and things like that. That's going to be one of the most interesting things to see uh, play out. Um, but in terms of like specific IP stuff, <clears throat> I wrote down because I was thinking of like <laughs> how many can you even name of like new Xbox Xbox exclusive franchises that came about in the last seven years? Like there's so little. It's like Sunset Overdrive. One of the stayed on Xbox consoles as well because Cuphead went over to Switch. Ori and the Blind Forest went over to Switch. Um, so it's it's one of those things where like if you were going to hold up, what is their new roster? You know, next to Horizon, Spider Man, God of War. Well, actually, you can discount God of War because it's an older one. Um, mm -hmm. Spider-Man, at least, is like a new take and, you know, obviously Horizon's a new IP, but yeah. Even then, though, like, I don't think, I think actually God of War is like a really great case study mm -hmm. because, yeah, that is like an older franchise. And yet Sony managed to kind of like reboot it in such a modern way that made it perhaps more relevant than it ever was. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if yep. you told me at the start of the generation, like God of War, the next God of War was going to be one of the next big games, I would have said you were being a silly person because at that time, <laughs> it felt like that franchise had run its course. And I think in games more than any other medium, you can see these kind of like comeback stories happening because the advancements in technology, the wildly different genres, the wildly different takes you can have on a game are almost infinite. 
And yet yeah. Microsoft kind of aren't taking that same kind of creative approach to their titles. They're still very much relying on Gears and Halo, which, mm-hmm. you know, I still like. I really, like I said at the beginning, I actually love Gears 5. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite exclusives of the generation. We saw some kind of forward momentum with that. But some of the older titles that they have, they kind of just seem to be, you know, chugging along, putting more out without giving them the proper kick that they need in the way mm-hmm. that Sony has done with a lot of their kind of aging franchises managed to make them relevant alongside the new stuff. So going forward, I'm not sure whether I want to see, you know, these aging franchises from Microsoft entirely go away, but they just Mm. can't be the only thing that they rely on to sell consoles anymore. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing. They need to kind of... Honor the, the, one of the things that I think they'll be bandying about is how much do they rely on the legacy of Xbox? Like, you have Master Chief and you have Marcus Phoenix or, or Gears of War, the branding in general. Um, and how much do you sort of hold that up? Because you see on, you know, on Sony's side, like I said, they have, like, Aloy and Kratos and all these sort of, like, you know, like Nathan Drake, these head-turning iconic characters. Um, that Although we're not on the age of mascots anymore, they're still associated with the platform immediately. And obviously, Nintendo has, you know, Link and Mario and that stuff is all right there. And Microsoft have kind of always struggled with that. Like, I remember watching a, um, a highlight reel a good few years ago. It would have been back at the start of the 2010s. And they put, like, Bionic Commando in one of their opening scissor reels. And I was like, just because if something came out at the time and you had it on 360 or whatever in, like, 2012 or something, it was just, like, oh, yeah, we're going to kind of put him alongside the Xbox branding. And it was just, I think they've always kind of struggled with, like, who, you know, do they fall into that mascot, like, legacy side? Um, or do they try and do a bit of everything? They don't want to just be 
you know, the Xbox platform. They want to be the Netflix. Of, they want to be a bit of everything. I think that's yeah. something that they, they've kind of struggled with. Um, and that's the thing. Do they just hold on to Master Chief and Marcus Phoenix, or I guess it would be Cat now um, from Gears 5, and, and try and sort of lean into that? Um, or do they do something else? For me, like, I think Halo is just done. Like, I think they'd be better off just moving away from Halo. That thing hasn't had any a positive reputation around it, a positive aura around a, a release of a new Halo since, like, Halo Reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. I think Halo in particular needs, like, you know, transforming in a way, which might sound like blasphemous because a lot of people like <laughs> just the how how familiar Halo is and how kind of like not standard it is, but how you mm. know what you're getting. And I don't, I think we might move beyond that. I think this generation yeah. has kind of proven that we've moved beyond that. For us, deep, for I liked Halo 4 and Halo 5, you know, despite the controversy, played decently. Mm. It's just kind of like, it just felt like more Halo in a way that God of War didn't feel like God of War. And um, I think for me, genuinely, I think Fable, the new Fable that's been rumored for years by Playground Games, who mm-hmm. Microsoft has just bought, um, I think that's going to be kind of like the real litmus test going forward of how they're going to treat these Asian franchises. Because everything mm-hmm. about this sounds like what I want them to do with their um, IP going forward. Like mm-hmm. they've got a new developer who hasn't really tried this before, who's, you know, obviously very talented. They've got a lot of creative energy. They're going to take some risks. If the rumors are to be believed, they're going to kind of have a fresh slate, but in a way that's, you know, still. Um, has a lot of reverence for the franchise. Hopefully, mm-hmm. obviously, we haven't seen it, and I, I want them to do that really well and to be able to kind of transform it away, update it in a way, make it feel like a next-gen game, and make it feel mm-hmm. fresh again. Because you know, Mike, like you said, Microsoft don't have that many mascots, but I would say you know, you you, th- you see Fable, you think of an Xbox or something. Yeah. And if you can update it in that way, and if Fable, the next Fable, does well, I think that's kind of setting a good precedent for how they're going to handle their you know, franchises and series going forward. The thing that I'm assuming with Fable is that if, if all the rumors are true and it's the biggest one yet, and like I said, Playground are, are a former driving game dev, so it's interesting to see what the hell they're going to do with a completely different genre. But if uh, if Fable is as big as this, a lot of the rumors sort of point to, that can be their own, you know, first-party Skyrim. Like, that would be brilliant and a really good get. Um, it's just weird with something like Halo because you have this, like, change in the devs. And I one of the biggest problems Microsoft had, I think, is, like, uh, renaming a lot of their first-party teams so that they tied in with certain franchises. Like, you had the Coalition working on Gears, you had 343 Studios working on Halo, um, and it's just, it sort of bolted those people down, whereas I've always been a big proponent of just taking one of those devs and just doing a trailer that just says, from the people that brought you Halo, from the people that brought you XYZ, and doing the next thing. It's just... I think this generation, they like so many big companies double down on on safe bets rather than moving forward, and yeah. that stands out so much. No, you make a great point with like three four three, the coalition, especially because mm. I've again I've liked what they've done, but it's it's a very conscious decision on Microsoft's part to tie them. You are doing this with one franchise. Yeah, it's like literally said, like you're doing this. Give us these games, and I think that is you know whether or not it's intentionally like a mandate. It feels inherently limiting. It's like mm-hmm. okay, this is what we're going to do. We have to kind of. It's almost like they've been given a role that they're kind of trying to perform, if that makes sense. It's <laughs> yeah, like, right, yeah. we need to give people Halo. We need to give them the Halo that they want or, <laughs> like, the Halo that, that we think they want. They're always kind of, like, living up. It doesn't help that they've come after, you know, like, Epic and Bungie, trying to live up to someone else's idea of what these games should be mm. rather than putting their own stamp on it, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, and even like in the in God of War's case, like you said, you know, you've you've got like Cory Barlog, you've got him coming across from God of War two and three, um, and putting his sort of like different twist on it. Whereas with Gears, Cliff Blazinski is long gone, um, and in Halo's case, you know, Bungie are long gone. So none of those original, even the like, individual team members, never stayed over. Um, yeah, so, you know, it just doesn't for me. I've, it's a different sort of conversation, but that idea of like authority and trusting, you know, where does an IP end up and is it valid and things like that in the eyes of the fans. I don't think Halo ever managed to overcome that. Like Bungie was always so tied to Halo that they never managed to make the transition and yeah. gears still feels like it has some life in it but just because cat's story is like inherently interesting and answers some questions from the original trilogy um but at the same time like i just think part of me thinks that if microsoft just says we respect the the history of you know we've done all these franchises in the past and we're going to do one more and then we're going to make a conscious effort to move on i think most people would be like oh my god finally it'd be like the yeah. simpsons ending it's just sort of like, just <laughs> let it be done and let us move on well, again, you know, like we've been comparing to Sony a lot, but that's the mm. aim of the game in this uh, yeah. podcast. But yeah, when it comes to kind of like their first party studios, there are obviously there have been, you know, teams that have only worked on one thing for a long time. You know, Naughty Dog worked on Uncharted for a long time. Guerrilla mm. Games worked on um, Killzone, Killzone for a long time. Sucker Punch worked on Infamous for a long time, but then they were allowed to move on. They were allowed to try mm. something else. And then some of them came back, you know, like for Uncharted 4 after The Last of Us and used what they'd learned to make that game different and more interesting and some of them have just jumped to something bigger and better entirely which is what i'd argue gorilla has done with um horizon Hell yeah. potentially what sucker punch is going to do with ghost of Tsushima, but it's like they they have these franchises but they aren't afraid to let them at least rest for a little bit and allow mm -hmm. the team to try something new whereas you know microsoft seemed to be doing the exact opposite where it's like you're the halo guys Give us some Halo. You know, <laughs> all the gears, guys. Give us some gears. And then it, does it just look weird if a team named after a specific franchise then get, are allowed to do something else? I think that's just a weird internal thing that, like I said, it's, it's kind of become limiting over time. It was almost like when those things first happened, it was like, well, of course we're going to want more gears. Of course we're going to want more Halo. Um, but then as those games have trickled out and something like Halo 5's ending or Halo 5's story overall was such a weird mess. Um, yeah. And like, you know, Gears 5, has, it does feel like a breath of fresh air, even though I don't really like all the open world stuff. At least there's some new ideas there. Um, there's maybe like some way you can go, but yeah. Yeah, no, I will, and I will say, you know, I feel like this was more of a problem a few years ago when mm. they, these were like the only teams that Microsoft was setting up and the only kind of first party studios they mm. had under their belt and they were all named after these franchises. But I do think with the acquisitions that were made in 2018 and 2019, you know, with like some Double Fine, Obsidian, In Exile, uh, Playground Games, you know, stuff like that, I feel mm. like if you look at the slate of talent they have, yeah, they've got a few, you know, franchise specific developers but hopefully fingers crossed and this is why i want to see anything from these studios these new acquisitions will give us something interesting and something new and something kind of more creative than what we expect from the core xbox brands but mm -hmm. so far we've only got the announcement that they own these studios, not what they're actually working on. Well, it's a really good point mentioning the studios. We have like a list written down. Like, yeah, you've, you've mentioned like Playground and stuff like that. That like, I mean, they bought like Ninja Theory, like Hellblade's going to be an Xbox character. And already, I would kind of argue that Senua has already become quite iconic and recognizable. Um, like the reaction to Hellblade 2 was immediately, everyone knew what that was almost straight away. Um, and even stuff like Undead Labs, it's like, if you line all those things up and you think about like a console launch slate or that first couple of years slate, then you have a zombie game from Undead 
Undead Labs, you have this sort of third-person action thing. And um, from you know, for, uh, with Hellblade Two, um, Obsidian can do an RPG, or you can get like the Playground can do this big open-ended fable. Like it, it feels like they're playing to unleash this sort of slate of really awesome uh, first-party exclusives. But I guess like time will tell. It's just. The PS5 absolutely dominated the other night, and I think that it's got a lot of people. There's so many memes already um, yeah. of just like the Xbox being dead. So um, yeah, yeah, it's just funny, man, because like obviously you know Sony kept the cards co- close to their chest for so long. We were all getting a bit annoyed. We we're like, our oh, Sony, show us something, show us the console. <laughs> Stop just giving us Mark Cerny talking for 50 minutes. We need to mm-hmm. see something. But then in a way, I think that wait made it feel like a proper event you know for the long yeah. time by microsoft we've been drip fed information they've they gave us a look at the console last year then they gave us a look at the games and they've been announcing things in between there hasn't been that one moment where it feels like they've kind of made themselves properly present in the same mm-hmm. way that sony did and that's just like an optics thing that doesn't necessarily mean one is better than the other but in terms of marketing and impact it feels like kind of making one or two grand statements and being like look this is what we've got these are the games this is the console Mm -hmm. doing that like a couple of times at big events is at least makes it feel like a bigger thing than just dropping the news story here and there even if the news stories themselves you know are quite good it's very much a a marketing issue that more than the quality of the news itself Mm -hmm. yeah i think i'm I'm super curious what people think like what's your general perception of the uh, the xbox brand right now are you looking forward to the sx or does it feel like the ps5 has already ran away with the next generation and let's everything down in the comments below if you're watching the video side or use the hashtag wcgp you can leave us different thoughts and questions whatever you like over on twitter and and we will get to them in the future for now though this has been the culture gaming podcast i've been your host scott tilford joined by josh brown hey goodbye scott (laughs) We'll catch you next time. See ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.